going on, you guys? My name's Guyver, and welcome, welcome to the Pantless Podcast. This is where we're going to sit and talk on a weekly basis about all things nerd, geek, and awesome. I am your host, Guyver, a.k.a. Young All Might, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. So, if you guys don't know, outside of this, I am a hip-hop artist, as well as a father, as well as an anime geek. Um, so, everything in, in my life, uh, I, I have, I've had this room to, to kind of sit back and watch great shows or listen to really good podcasts, and I've never really had the ability to talk about it as much as I've wanted to. Even on my other podcast, when I do get into the nerddom and I do start to talk about things geek with the, the artist, I, I still find myself sometimes pulling my punches, or, or I find myself not being able to go as deep as I want to, mostly because we are there to talk about music and promote projects and stuff like that. So with this podcast here, I want to sit down on a weekly basis, update you on the new video games that are coming out, the new anime that I'm watching, the new manga that I've heard about, uh, and what I would like to do is extend that uh, extend that that branch to you guys to follow me on Instagram at th3guycast and leave me your suggestions. Tell me tell me some shows that you're watching and some shows that you think that I would like based off of the conversations that we're about to have. So this is my this is my uh this is my homage to all things nerd and i i want to say thanks again for you guys being here with me first first thing of topic first topic of conversation dc titans dc uh comics released their own streaming service a few weeks ago uh actually probably a month or two now back and it basically has uh it's a showrunner it has a showrunner dc titans not the teen titans just the Titans. Uh, basically, it's in a, a alternate universe where Robin has just left Batman because he's become too much like him. He's become almost brutal and like this, this killer mindset. And he eventually stumbles himself into Raven, then Starfire, and Beast Boy. And um, a lot of people have been giving it shit. A lot of people, based off of the photos that were released in the very first, first few weeks of production that kind of leaked uh, Starfire's outfit and stuff like that, kind of, even myself, I was a little taken away like yo this chick was like you know 14 15 in the last rendition that we'd seen her um besides like the dc animated movies uh so in like the last like teen titans or even teen titans go this young portrayal of this alien crash to our planet um is now being portrayed as a very much much older um woman um and it's not even based off of uh based off of what a lot of people would believe I think I got a huge lot black backlash was the fact that she's black and that Starfire is an alien uh, and they don't really have like a specific race. Kind of same thing with Beast Boy. He's green, so there's never been really a race established. I believe that he was in the Asia jungle when he was infected with the virus that he needed to be cured of that turned him into Beast Boy. But I think that his parents may have been white themselves, maybe even Asian. I, I'm not sure. But anyways show itself even with all of the costume um flaws that come with starfire and even with beast boy's hair i don't know if you guys if you guys watch the show you'll see it the the wig that they use it's an obvious wig because there's no way that his hair stays like that um every single time it's it's just a little like under budget i guess i but if you look at the Robin costume, you can just tell, like, that's where they spent all the money. Robin looks so comic book accurate, it almost pisses you off that everyone else is not as, as I guess, close to the comics as, as that, or as comics accurate as that. But, um... In my opinion, I love how Raven's hood resembles Raven's hood in the comic book. It comes down to a point, and she's also got the emblem around her neck. Um, the chick who plays uh, Raven, I'm not 
I'm not so sold on her acting yet, but I love how she looks with a bob. Like, it looks really good on that act actress specifically. I'm just not really sold on, like, some of her delivery lines and stuff like that. Um, Beast Boy, obviously a fucking favorite of mine. He's uh, he's actually the, the, the comic relief, and he's doing a really good job at it. Most people would think that, like, the, the reason why he's not green is because of some some weird offs offspin of the of the comic books that this isn't the beast boy that we know but this is the beast boy that we know he's funny he's charming he's kind of like awkward around girls because he's never really been around them before and he's also a little like kind of sheltered because that's that's how he grew up because of his actual abilities but um i really like the actor i really like the lines that he's being delivered i just really wish that they would fix his fucking hair because it looks ridiculous um but his jacket his actual costume and stuff looks really dope it's it's so close to like if you watch the episode there's a there's an episode where they meet the Doom Patrol, who's kind of like one of the guardians of the galaxies of the DC universe, and um, they all rock the same uniform. It's like this red jumpsuit with like a T in the middle of them, and they're called like Freaks, aka the Doom Patrol. They're 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 sick. They're awesome, and they um they actually are the ones who adopt Garth beast boy um when he's younger until he leaves them and joins the teen titans um and then lastly we've got starfire um the actress i i like her acting i guess it's just i feel like they're giving her the wrong lines it's kind of like with ben affleck in the batman um batman v superman movie he he like his delivery his voice his everything about him is batman but they give him batman shit to to say or he give they give him stuff to say that batman would never say and they they make him do things that are incredibly questionable so kind of the same thing with starfire um in my opinion, Starfire is kind of like the Goku of the Teen Titans universe. She's an alien from another planet who doesn't really know much about where she's from or where she's at currently. And so she has this naivety of not really understanding basic things, not understanding utensils or, or how you're supposed to eat properly or what is common manners and what is not. And then kind of that ties into his, their relationships as far as their, their partners and, and like with Chi-Chi or when it comes to Robin, there's, there's these things that come with their character because they literally do not know things about the planet that um it, it gives them this childish charming kind of um characteristic and with the starfire inside of this series she has amnesia compared to just not knowing the planet so the amnesia is that she she one right now currently she doesn't know she's an alien um she just wakes up all of a sudden these mob dudes are trying to fucks with her she's not having it and um it kind of goes from there, but the one, the first thing that I had an issue with, it wasn't the fact that she has amnesia. It wasn't the fact that she was not as young as I believe she should be, um, because even Robin looks younger, and I just don't understand the the dynamic that they're trying to go with, because Robin and Starfire obviously do get together in the comic books, and these. The, these characters, I just do not see them together. Unlike in the show or in the comics, you're like, oh, they, these dudes are flirting from day one. Like, the, this, there's this like instant, innocent romance, co constant and instantly. Um, every time they meet in, in whatever adaptation of the Titans come from. So, to have a Starfire who has amnesia it's weird because she has specific amnesia it's not the fact that she's totally um oblivious to everything all around her she can make jokes about like dudes dick sizes or like getting faded or whatever and yet she does not know where she comes from as far as 
Earth. Like, there's very small, small, small hints that she's actually from a different planet or anything along the lines like that. But she makes these jokes, and she's so, like, sexual that it doesn't make sense how she's, she should be naive or, if anything, cautious or a lot more careful on, <coughs> on a what would be foreign land, if anything, not planet. And she's just like making out with robin and like getting him drunk and there's there's these there's this weird thing where starfire is the only character that i'm just like kind of not on board for for this storyline but she's um she's slowly slowly getting better as the cgi begins to come out more and more in the later episodes she gets the classic starfire green eyes and her outfit does change and i've seen back scene photos of her actually in a what appears to be like the teen titans the old school old school teen titans animated show she's in a <clears throat> excuse me my fucking allergies are killing me she's in a dress or like a skirt like a mini mini skirt short skirt whatever the fuck um that is similar, almost identical to the Teen Titans show um, that we all watched when we were younger, or you know, them young kids did. So that's my that's my little spiel on Titans. I'm uh, I think I'm about eight nine episodes deep, and I love the action scenes. I love the costume design on most of the characters. Actually, I would say ninety five percent of the characters. Um, the only thing that I'm waiting for is fucking Batman, dude. I just want to see Batman. They keep talking about him. They talk about Wonder Woman. They talk about all these things. They talked about the Justice League. The Joker's been mentioned like five times. But they haven't fucking shown me Batman. And if you want to, you want people to stick around more than just this season, DC streaming fucking service who's listening to this, you got to show us Batman sooner, man. We're, we're just waiting. We've got like three episodes left before the season's done. And I want to make sure that my money's going to good use. And that it, you at least make Batman worth it. Because that's all I'm waiting for. What what I saw for Superman in the Arrowverse is what I want to see Batman inside of this universe. Because this universe is going to be tied together with Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, and with the Titans. So this could be a, this could be a huge stepping stone for like our are yet to be awesome, awesome live action Batman since Christian Bale, of course. So that's my little spiel on DC. Next, we are going to be getting into a little bit of video games here. I need to, uh, I need to make sure that I pack another bowl though, because this is going to be, uh, this is going to be a long one, guys. I'm an avid video game player. I've been playing video games almost my entire life, and. One of the greatest video games, in my opinion, and this is, again, based off of just my opinion. There's no facts in this at all. I don't even have facts if I, if I wanted to. The great, one of the greatest video games, at least franchises, that I've ever played in my entire life was The Elder Scrolls. The Elder Scrolls. I played Morrowind, dog. Morrowind. Okay, I know that there's people who had PCs and they played fucking Elder Scrolls 2 and 1. I get it. You're better than me or, you know, had had more money than my family. But we could not afford a fucking PC that ran the Elder Scrolls. I didn't even know it existed. That's how poor we were. They, my, I felt like my parents were hiding video games and technology from me like the government just so that they wouldn't have to buy me shit <laughs> when I was younger. And it was like, nah, just go outside. Just stay outside and stop watching these commercials. So... Elder Scrolls is a huge, 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 like, giant place in my heart. From Morrowind to Oblivion to Skyrim, the king of them, to Fallout. And 
you know, three, four, and what is now currently out seventy six. Uh, I I have I have mixed reviews on this thing, and I know that's not what people want to hear. I know that's not the fucking popular thing that's going on YouTube right now. People just fucking straight up talking shit to Bethesda. And look, this is coming from someone who has bought the video game for $60. I didn't buy it on sale, you stupid fucks. I support my shit. If I like a video game company, I don't give a fuck if it goes on sale in a year, two weeks. I don't care if it goes on sale the next day. I'm buying it day one because, one, I'm addicted to video games. And, two, I want to make sure that if, if, I, if I enjoy the experience, if this is the kind of engine or this is the kind of mechanics that I like, then I want to make sure that I give them my money right away so that they'll continue to make more. And I know that there's kind of a catch-22 to that where it's like, well, what if you just they just take your money and they don't give you a product that is you know, desirable or, or something that was worth that amount? It's like, ah, well, I wouldn't be here if I didn't think they could. You know, this isn't like I'm trying to start up the, the Kickstarter for Cuphead. Like, this is, this is a, a AAA title company who can actually who has actually put out video games that I've played at least at least a hundred plus like hours into so that being said Fallout 76 drops and I've been stoked about this for fucking two years like I heard the rumors we watched it on E3 everything everything finally came together I've been watching all the interviews I've been doing all this deep 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 research I didn't play the beta because I I just know I know how betas are even multiplayer ones the only betas that I'll sign up for are fighting or first person shooters and the only reason why is because if it's a first person shooter beta aka the blackout beta or the fucking battle Battlefield 5 beta, like those are things that I feel that my participation will make the game better because they're looking for bugs, they're looking for errors. Um, compared to where if I'm going to play, <clears throat> if I'm going to be playing the Fallout 76 beta, and this is an open world thing, this is this is something just like with the Red Dead uh, and and like most of my, uh, my, my new favorite games, there's this giant, giant not load screen. You know, there's this there's this inability to pause the game. And I just didn't feel like the beta was going to give it justice. I, I just kind of knew, like, this is their first crack at multiplayer. This is their first crack at having actual no NPCs. And for whatever reason, in my gut, I just could tell, like, I don't want to I don't want to play the beta. I don't want to do that to myself. And I waited. I waited it out. I bought the game on release, let it download while I was at work. And I got home and it was it was like, you know, that. I, I, what I can only describe is the halo feeling. That when you, you turn on your TV for the first time, and this is when TVs, they had to fucking load themselves. You would see a bright light, like you were about to witness death, and then slowly but surely your picture would turn on. And then, boom, the halo Lego. Logo, Lego. The halo logo. And then emitting from your TV is the most ominous beautiful orchestra of music that you have ever heard as a child that wasn't on the radio it wasn't some bullshit that your parents made you listen to this is something from actual creative people who made one of the greatest storylines ever inside of a video game franchise as well as the greatest soundtrack to go along with it so i got that halo feeling dude i'm watching the sprawls of west virginia uh, uh, pan across my screen i'm hearing the fallout music I i'm getting so goddamn into it it's it's a little scary because I'm 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 drunk at this time for sure, and uh, I don't I don't have many hiccups. 
I start the game off, it's a little bit faster than usual. You get outside of the vault real quick. There's none of this like building your 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 uh, awareness or surroundings by people coming up and talking to you and asking you a few things and you kind of establishing what kind of character you want to be as a person, if you want to be a good guy, a bad guy. There's no tests or anything like that. It's just like, what's up, dude? You want to go outside? All right, you're outside. And I kind of liked it and I didn't. I enjoyed the fact that as a player, I wanted to get straight into fucking grinding and getting my gear. But what I also didn't like is that there was this this lack of like, who, who like again, like who am I? Like, where the fuck did I come from? Like, why do I have amnesia? Am I Starfire? Is this a, a shitty DC streaming show? Um, maybe I uh, maybe I wanted to talk to my grandma and figure out if I stole money out of her purse or whatever the fuck. So. That was the only thing that I didn't enjoy about the very first first part. But then you, boom, you get that classic Fallout white light vault opening epic epicness as your your vision comes into into clear and you see you see the, the the vastness that's before you you see the world that is fallout and i'm back baby it's like sword art online you guys ever watch sword art online when those dudes link in and those those lights just start flashing across your face and then boom it's like link start I link started into Fallout, dude, and I like I, I felt like I was there. I had nothing in my hands. I'm I'm just kicking it, and, and I'm ready to go out. And instantly, I think you find a pipe pistol or something in the very, very, very beginning because I'm just shooting these robot dudes now, these like sp- sprawling spider things. And that's when I started to notice what I felt was uh, I, I don't want to say watered down. But what I felt was, it it didn't feel like I was fighting enemies. It felt like I was fighting targets. Like it felt like someone was like, "Hey, move those targets around and and shoot at it." Like they weren't dealing in incredible damage. They they weren't threatening me in any sort of a way as far as like how they moved. It was like clunky. It was like they were. Um, I, it's just like if I were to play Fallout three or four. The way the enemies would come at me would be somewhat tactical. Yeah, there'd be a few bugs that get caught in between a wall or a door or whatever. But, like, I would legit be like, yo, they're, like, they're, there's people here. I got to fucking hide and get in this corner. Or I got to make sure I get these grenades out or set up mines. Like, in this game, instantly, even when I'm being completely swarmed by armies of ghouls. Like, I'm talking, like... 25 30 ghouls at once in a narrow hallway and i'm just fucking daredeviling them in the face with fucking sledgehammers and fists and i i get this feeling of like yo this is fucking cool but this isn't scary like in fallout 4 if there's fucking seven ghouls in front of me and the way they move it it was so lifelike yet fast it felt creepy. It felt like you were inside of a 28 Days Later movie. And in this one, it just felt like they they missed the speed. They made them too fast. They made it to where it's like, oh man, these, these are not ghouls. These are not humans turned into these mutated freaks. Uh, these are just monsters created by this computer system. Like, I didn't feel the realness that came to fighting those monsters. Then you move up to the super mutants, which apparently, after looking into some reviews and and uh, a couple videos online about the Fallout lore, they shouldn't have existed yet. So that's a thing. A lot of the lore has kind of been retconned with the 76 franchise. And what I believe they're going to do to get away from this, like, to kind of 
get into a continuity uh, green zone because right now it's kind of all over the place. I think that they could just use Fallout 76 as a way to say like, hey, this is a, this was a dreamscape, okay? This is the mind of someone who went insane during the first assault and they had to be you know, subdued with medication and put into a comatose state, and this was the world that they existed in. And they maybe they made up fucking uh, super mutants, or maybe they thought that they were living in the past. Th- there's a lot of ways that they can get away with it, but I don't think that they're going to do that yet. Um, it just, I don't know. I, I, it makes more sense to me, but obviously for, for a franchise and for a game developer like that, I don't know why they would just be like, yeah, that was fake, that was all not real. But take my advice, Bethesda or not, your loss. Next we got on the line is Battlefield 5. Battlefield 5 is also beginning a lot of slack and a lot of heat. Um, people upset that the campaign is not as enticing as the last ones were. Um, multiple, multiple issues with the war stories, um, which is like, you know, their version of the campaign. Um, and there, there, there's like bugs and, and things along the lines of like characters not moving correctly or tanks moving weird and shit like that. Um, I've not played any of the campaign. I, I mean, you have to start off playing a little bit of it. That's just like how the game intros. But besides that, uh, I didn't have any issues when I was playing that. There was felt like classic Battlefield to me. I instantly hopped onto the multiplayer, and I fell back in love. Just like uh, Fallout, just like that Halo feeling. I just was like, oh, they, like, like a breath of fresh air, like... <sighs> I'm in Battlefield. I'm in the Battlefield world again. I'm here. My my bullet drop matters. My inventory's low. My my pistol sucks. Like, yes, I'm playing Battlefield. And um, I can see a couple of map, um, not design flaws, but I can just see that maybe they they are going to expand on them later, or maybe they're, I was playing this, you know, if you play Deathmatch, it's not the full version, it's Conquest, so maybe it was just the positions that I was in, but I, I just constantly constantly felt there was at least two out of i believe eight maps two out of the eight maps i was like hey this is not fun dude this is just if you don't have the high ground you're fucked and at least with um there's there's these two maps where it's kind of a little flat there's one where you're in like a swamp it's like a bog and it's it's epic dude your only cover is random random piles of sandbags and then the occasional shrubbery and the rest you're just in the open you're just out there trying to fucking get get murked or trying to murk dudes and uh it feels fun man i'm enjoying the shit out of it me and my buddies have been able to link up of course there's always the multiplayer issue where like i go to invite my buddy and he can't get invited for some fucking reason which i that doesn't make any sense to me why can't like i you're online i'm online this is a new video game why can't we send each other an invite i don't know what the fuck that is if that's microsoft if that's servers i'm not that knowledgeable so i don't want to even pretend that I, I know what that that could be but other than that man i've not had any issues that most people are complaining about with battlefield 5 um they're saying that it's boring and 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 shit like that they're like hey this is just battlefield 1 all over again this is not battlefield 1 battlefield 1 was one of the most bleak boring driest plain games i had ever seen in my entire life and uh this one's a lot more colorful this one's a lot more dynamic as far as the mapping and i feel that the the guns are getting better like you can tell like people don't realize that like yeah 76 is not as great as people anticipated 
but Battlefield 5 may not be as great as people have anticipated. But the next installments of these franchises' games are going to be so fucking crazy, it's going to be dumb. Like, people don't realize that with Fallout 76, they are getting the, the ability, the data, to, 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 to utilize multiplayer in their Fallout 5 franchise. So Fallout 5 will have multiplayer co-op. That's what people don't realize 76 is doing. 76 is allowing us to get the bugs and the, the, the data out the way to figure out what's not working, what should be working, what could be working, uh, things along the lines like that. And a lot of people are taking it as like a slap in the face when, again, maybe it's just the position that I am in currently, but I don't mind throwing them 60 bucks if that means that my Fallout 5 is going to have NPCs and P- my, my, I'm going to be able to play with, with my friends. Like, yes. I'm 100, I'm 100% down to pay for what people would call beta quality or an early release game, which I can agree with. Some some of the aspects are definitely early release, especially the frame frame rates with the base Xbox and even Xbox X. But I uh, I I really wish that I would have paid the 40 bones in thinking about as far as like the bug issues, but as far as uh, as far as like putting towards the future as far as investing in the the game franchise that has brought me skyrim and fallout like yes take the extra 20 man do what you need to do i'll I'll fuck around kill a couple scorch beasts with the homies i'll make a dope ass camp i'll find some power armor and shit like that and then you know in a couple years hopefully five five six more years when you put some actual time into it because they say that they worked on the game for six years turns out it was only three they copied a bunch of code from fallout 4 some of the enemies are basically just recycled they don't even try and hide some of them and um because of that, you know, I can see why people would be upset with the the quality of the game. But the reason for the game and why, again, I think people are kind of overlooking that. So uh, if you are thinking about buying Fallout 76, if you like wandering the wasteland, if you like having to search for every little thing and every nook and cranny to make sure that you have aluminum and water and steel and wood, and you want to put yourself in the most horrendous vi- environment as far as a open world multiplayer game, 76 is very fun you you get to wander around and randomly run into players that can either help you or kill you you can make your own camps which again like it hasn't really increased much of as far as a skill or a um a quality from the fallout 4 building system but it's just enough to be like yo this is fun as fuck especially if i have a homie here with me also looking for supplies because people forget that 76 is a survival game it's a multiplayer survival survival MMORPG. So you're the you have the ability to become this this radical raider survival gunman wandering through this wasteland, and I just enjoy that kind of shit. That's why I like Skyrim. That's why I like the original Fallout. I like being a dude, a, a vagabond who just walks around, being being a, a lonely gunman for hire or an arrow archer who sneaks into the night and kills the evil and good like i like to put myself into these crazy crazy situations and into these amazing fantasy worlds and that's what fallout 76 did for me as little as the quality came with some of the combat aspects and stuff like that um i still enjoyed it to enough to where i uh, i definitely will see myself playing it in the near future um same thing with battlefield 5 I'm, I'm still playing the multiplayer i was playing some earlier this morning and uh, i'm gonna be playing some right after this podcast so if you guys have any questions about that if you guys have any other um input in stuff go ahead and shoot me some um uh 
uh, shoot me some uh, questions and stuff like that. All right, so just had to make sure that we uh, get these questions over here. I want to talk about a few more things before we get to those. Um, I know we talked about some video games. I want to go into uh, anime now. Some anime uh, things that I just wrapped up on, some anime suggestions that I got for you, and then a, f a few more... Uh, a few more things along that lines, but um, the uh, the hero, uh, the heroes, the things that I just finished watching. Um, I was watching My Hero Academia season three, Attack on Titan season three, and I am uh, I'm beyond ex like I'm beyond excited for what's coming next. But I'm I'm also like so pissed off at the cliffhangers that came with where they ended. Um, this is going to be a spoiler-free podcast because I do not want to upset the geeks and nerds out there. But I need people to understand that this is um, this is definitely going to be a spot where if I have a uh, if I have an issue, I will make I'll just make a different podcast. I'll just talk about this somewhere else. Like this does not need to be the spot where we're just like posting uh, spoilers and and things along the lines like that. So. With My Hero and Attack on Titan, I know that those are kind of mainstream animes and, and those are kind of the the spotlight shows that people are focusing on right now. But um, another show that I think people may not be aware of that is kind of coming out of the woodworks and is getting a lot of attention, especially on like the YouTube side of the action action short clips and, and little clips along the lines like that, there's an anime called Blood Blockade Battlefront. Blood Blockade Battlefront. Um, the creator is Ya. I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher this. Yasuhiro Naito. Uh, he's he's the author of Trigun, which is one of my favorite mangas and animes of all time, as well as Gungrave. He also did the animation behind Samurai Showdown on the original Xbox and Chaos Wars. So this dude's a very very well 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 known author as well as an animator and i'm a huge fan of his work because he is also the guy that has been doing excuse me this is also the guy that's been doing the same styles that my hero academia does that one punch man does they do what is called in one second here it's called the yotapon cubes yotapon <coughs> <coughs> Yotapon <coughs> I'm done. Give me one second. <coughs> okay. Alright. Uh, so, My Hero Academia and One Punch Man, Dragon Ball Z, all these characters, all of these shows, they, they utilize what is called the Yodapon, uh, Yodapon cubes. It's right when like a huge action sequence happens, and there's like this uh, this innate or this crazy explosion, and the ground cracks, and there's this uh, all of a sudden there's a shockwave throughout throughout the earth, and you can see these giant blocks of cubes begin to form, or someone gets punched into a building, and when it blows up, it shows them uh, the cinder blocks in giant giant pieces, and I believe One Punch Man, My Hero Academia, and this new Blood Blockade um, is definitely going to be a um, a like new show to put in that 
in that category. The animation is crazy. The storyline is a little out there. And they have a lot, a lot, a lot of abilities and weapons that I've never really seen before. And it's also very gory. And in the name itself, you can tell, if you can't tell, that the show is about a, uh, a blood use blood users who have the ability to form weapons out of that so the show itself is described on imdb as a city where paranormal and ordinary coexist the libra organization battles to ensure peace and order so the libra organization are these people who have the ability to manipulate blood in an awesome way and they manifest these weapons and they fuck up these monsters and if you guys want to see anything about what i'm talking about about those cubes or about the animation style and the epicness that it is just youtube blood blockade battlefront and you'll see you'll see this dude in a suit with white hair fucking up this monster with a sword and it's ugh, it is fucking epic so if you guys like anything from what i was talking about before or what i'm talking about now this is the one thing for sure that i would like you guys to go and check out so getting into our next thing here i'm uh just recovering from this allergy attack dude it's, it's really 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 shitty Uh, going into a few more things about video games uh, that I forgot to cover. Uh, I know that we went a little negative when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the online multiplayers like Battlefield and Fallout 76. But one thing that I am super stoked about and that I, I can't shine enough praise on because everyone else is already doing it is Red Dead Redemption 2. I never played very much of the first one because I didn't own the system at the time, but I always wanted to. It was like the one game that I really, 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 really wanted to play. But by the time I got my my you know next gen console, it was the Xbox One. So I didn't feel like going back and buying an Xbox 360 game. And so I was like, you know what? There's ever a second one. I'll just fucking play that one, and I'll just you know I'll go from it from there. I'm skip skipping the original, going straight to the sequel, and I'm so glad that I did because. Um, I got introduced to next-gen graphics instantly. I, I was sucked into this brand-new universe. I'm not even into fucking cowboys and, and the westerns and stuff like that. Like That's, like, my least favorite movie genre. But I just, it, like, within two hours, I was like a meme. I had a cowboy hat on. I was drinking whiskey. Like, it was crazy. I bought a horse. I, it was such a good game, man. And um, I just... I just can't say enough. So if you guys are even on the border, on the border of buying that game, buy the game. Touching on uh, Overwatch real fast. Huge, huge Overwatch fan. Play religiously. Uh, Hanzo main, so share the hate. I understand. I've gotten many death threats because of my abilities as a Hanzo player. What up, what up? Um, I'm here to talk about Ash. The new character, Ash, she was added a few weeks back after the McCree animation that finally aired. Gave us a little origin story on McCree, showed him how fucking badass he is right after Red Dead, which is pretty cool. Um, so it kind of like went together, had this whole cowboy vibe going on. I'm not sure if they did that out of just genius or if they, that was pure coincidence, but I loved it. Um, but I, I, I dig her. I really like her as a character. A lot of people are saying that her, her special, her alt is broken because it's basically just a free, like a free kill. If, if you throw the alt in the middle of a populated area with enemies with less than 50% health, you're almost guaranteed to get a triple kill. But that's the same thing with a diva alt or with a may alt. There, there's so many things that are uh, radius 
like centered to where if they're in this specific radius, like Doomfist, like you're an Ordeaver, they're just gonna die in one kill, one hit anyway. So I can uh, I can see the argument that it's it sucks that this guy just kind of gets to shoot on himself. He's kind of separate from the main character, so there's not much you can do to stop it once it's already happened. But I have found that May can freeze Bob. Uh, Bob is Ash's alt's buddy. He's an Omnic that drops from the sky. He's like an Omnic butler, but he's huge and buff, and he's got these hand cannons on his wrist, and he just fucking lights people up and stuff. So definitely want to see if we can... Uh, Definitely want to see if we can get better with her because I started to get some pretty nasty kills. The only the only problem that I have with Hanzo, prior to them him needing a double jump or a movement, which they gave him, uh, is the inability to zoom in. And if if Hanzo had the the fucking one times zoom in that Ash has, it'd be over. He like I understand why he'd be too strong. So that's that's why I like Planner because it gives me that extra extra sight, that extra ability to zoom in without being stupid far like a widow. And um, yeah, I, I really like her, so I'm 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 stoked about that installation. So we are getting close to 40 minutes here. I definitely want to make sure that we wrap it up in a, in about that time, roughly around that time. I feel like that's enough time to hear my ass fucking talk. So we're gonna get into our two questions. The two questions are going to come from Instagram comments, Facebook, direct messages, and any any way you guys can get a hold of me and you have a question or you have a suggestion or anything like that, please feel free to drop them in there. I'll be sharing a email that with for the podcast here in the next week or so that you guys can shoot videos and, and all that stuff to uh, to kind of get on, on the podcast and we can kind of talk about it from there. But I want to get into two questions every episode and just kind of give you guys what I would call just like my shitty two cents, you know, some shitty advice. In my opinion, it's it's honestly what I would do, but to most people, it may just be really, really bad advice. And that's okay, you know? Everyone has their own opinion. Everyone has their own perspective and insight. And if you guys are writing me questions, it's obviously because you have yours, uh, you already have yours, and you would like to know mine. Or maybe you want to know a random fact. I have a question in here. Uh, people wanted me to look into a scientific issue. I went deep into my research and uh, we'll get into that in a second. So, the first question comes from a random user on Instagram. <clears throat> when uh, when I got this question, I was instantly like, "Oh shit! I have to, I have to fucking think about this. This is not something that I instantly would like. Oh, I got that. This is gonna be so quick and easy." But <clears throat> I got asked, "What inspires you?" What keeps you motivated in your passion? And where do you see yourself in the next five years with music? And I know that kind of sounds like three questions, but I feel like it's really one because it kind of all ties in together. Um, what inspires me is creative people and, and the things that comes from that. So whether that's people in the local scene, artists and musicians that I see on a weekly basis just fucking grinding and, and making new stuff that people would come across like there, there's music that i hear here that i know people from across the seas would travel to come just to see on a random wednesday night because it it, it sounds like it should be not even on the radio because it's better than that it, it sounds like it should be streamed in every single goth party ever like it these some of these songs and some of these artists are making music that people are going to hear for the next couple of years like these dudes are making legitimate legitimate masterpieces on like weekly basis and it, it's nothing to them so i uh 
I get inspired by watching them. I also get inspired by um, TV shows, anime, My Hero Academia. Um, if you have trumpets in your score and in your background music, I'm going to either cry or I'm going to write a song. Like, there's only one of the things that happens because I just get so pumped. I get so stoked when I hear, you know, that, that awesome kind of like Avengers type music just like you feel like a hero you, you feel like you should be doing something more than just sitting on your couch getting stoned watching cartoons and so sometimes you know I, I, I use that as the opportunity to not do that and songs have come out of it for sure podcasts have come out of it for sure ideas and, and concepts have come out of it for sure so I, uh, I get inspired a lot by by again by creative people and the things that come from that and another huge inspiration and motivation for me of course is my son uh if if it weren't for him i i wouldn't even i don't even know if i would be making music because i would just be so either just drunk or fucked up on drugs i i don't know if i would have the ability to even podcast to let alone sit down and write songs and stuff so he's um he's a huge motivator for me for as far as um why I do the things that I do and for me being, you know, kind of a, a better person that I was before he was here. So those are, um, those are the things that motivate and inspire me. And as far as myself in the next five years, I want to see myself, even if I could see myself in the same exact house I'm in right now, downtown Phoenix with a studio in my bedroom. I, I'm, I podcast and live stream there, whether that's music comedy live mini shows like the tiny desk concerts i want to be able to have a portfolio of music um from my very first music videos to the music videos that i hope help direct and produce and film um because i i'm in love with this art form in every aspect i love the interview um kind of I guess you can say like broadcaster aspect of it. I love the artist and performance aspect of it. I love the writing aspect of it, but I also love the creating and the recording and engineering aspect as well. So I would love to see myself having my own studio, my own computer, my own build up to where basically I can charge, you know, X amount of money and have a set rate fee for artists that want to come from uh, different areas of the city and out of state or whatever, um, what have you, if it gets to that level. But what I also would love to do is just like I want to have the ability to find someone randomly at a show or randomly um, at a showcase and, and some form of a concert where it's like, yo, do you have any songs recorded? Like, do you have a music video? Do you, do you have anything to let people know that you exist? Because I believe in you you as an artist and the sounds and, and creations that you're making. And I want to be able to take him if or her and if they say no, be like – Come the fuck through. Let's get you on the internet. Let, let's start building a team because I currently don't have any members in what you would call a crew or a gang. Solo Dolo, Giver, God Squad, Leader, Fearless, Manly. Th those, are, th those are the things that are associated with my name. But there's no, there's no one behind me yet as far as artists that I'm, I'm actually reaching out to and trying to get to recruit and stuff. When I do have a setup, 
when I do have what I what I need to basically create at any any given moment. And what what do we want to do? You want to live stream video games? You want to do a, a tournament with yourself and all the local hip hop artists in the area that are reaching the tops of the charts now? Do you want to record a a, a podcast solo about you know crime and mystery? Whatever you want to do, man. Like I want to be able to do it at my house. I want to make my own production studio, whether that be here or I have to go and live inside of a warehouse. That's what I want to do. And I know that's kind of not like what most people dream of, you know, living in a in a giant open spaced area that people, you know, throw venues and get drunk at. But I just I just want to create, man. And I want to help people create, too, because I feel like that's one of the biggest thing that's holding me back as an artist is money and connections and the inability to just kind of walk up to people that I want to work with without having a resume or 500 fucking dollars. So I know that people have gotten to the point where they can charge an X amount of money or that, you know, that they have a certain stature to their name and stuff like that. But I, I want to get to the point past that where it's like, dude, I don't fucking need your money at all. I just want to do this because I want to do it. And, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows if it's, it's going to happen? That's what I'm shooting for. That's what I'm aiming for. And as far as, you know, me performing and me, me doing the things that I need to do to get to that point, it's fucking happening, guys. It's fucking happening. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I know that you just listened to me talk for about 45 minutes about almost absolutely nothing. But um, I needed to get that out there. You know, that, that's that's the stuff that's been in my mind that I haven't been able to talk to anyone about, that, that I haven't been able to communicate to someone on a on a clear cognitive basis outside of a bar or just like hushed at work. So thank you so much, so much for tuning in to me. Thank you for coming up and joining me on the Pantless Podcast. My name is Guyver, a.k.a. Young All Might. You could find me everywhere at TH3GuyCast. Please, like always, like, share, subscribe, and... Long live the guy. See you guys later.